0: Okay, Chiefs Kingdom, we're here. Your Arrowhead Pride draft team is here. We've been covering the draft this entire night. Been following us on Twitter. Make sure you're following the Arrowhead Pride draft blog, the live blog. But we are live on your YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter feed right now because the Chiefs are on the clock. They have traded up with the Patriots to pick number 21. And we are currently watching them as ESPN says the pick is in. So we could be getting this pick at any moment. You will be getting our live reaction. Uh, I'm Ron Kopp, Jr. the Lead Analyst. I got Jared Sapp with me, Rocky Magana, and Matt Stagner, Senior Contributor. And now we got Talon Graf joining us as well. We got the whole team here. Everyone breaking down the draft for you. Keeps oh, on the clock, guys. By the way. Go ahead. 29, 94, and uh, 121. 94 yep. and
1: 121.
0: Okay. So, you lose, so the 94 is the third and the 121 is the fourth.
1: Well, I'm perfectly fine with that compensation. What do you think?
0: 100. percent I think so, and I mean, obviously, we'll we'll see what the who the player is, but I, I think that's very reasonable to trade up for a guy. We think it might be Jermaine Johnson, obviously a guy that that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Jared, Jared, who are you thinking? Make the prediction.
2: Unless Twitter's wrong, wrong. Oh, no. I've seen you it. I don't know. want me to be a spoiler. Okay, to-
0: hey, no, no, spoil, no spoil. Let's not spoil it. Let's talk. Let's all talk it out real quick. Uh, let's all get takes out. Uh, Talon, you, you you just joined. Uh, who would you want it to be? Who would you want it to be? Let's just say who would we want it to be. Who I mean, want-
3: I, I won't be mad at Johnson. Um, I know he's probably the hot topic. He's probably the hottest name that everybody, if, if they do trade up, or since they did trade up, that's what everyone assumes it is. But everybody assumed it was like Deshaun Watson, and I have a feeling it's not going to be Jermaine Johnson this time around either, but I don't know. I don't I don't really know who I want it to be. I know who I don't want it to be. <clears throat> that's for sure.
4: Yeah, so John, John takes Uribe, on who to
1: there, tremendous value at this point. He's a great fit for, for Spagnolo as well. Um, but
0: it's not him. It's not him. We have it's gotten the him. word from the boss man. He has made it official. And I haven't seen it on the TV yet. But it looks like the Chiefs are taking Washington cornerback, Trent McDuffie. A guy that has been graded, you know, maybe to go earlier in the draft, you know, uh, maybe a top fifteen is pick a lot of people have him as a third cornerback ranked i have him as my third cornerback in the draft and he is now a chief trent mcduffie we finally see the chiefs invest high in cornerback how crazy is that we've never seen them pick a cornerback with brett beach as a gm higher than a fourth round pick now we're trading up for one uh, so that that kind of throws off what we thought about brett beach all right guys we need instant reactions what do we think of the chiefs taking trent mcduffie go go ahead
3: i love it i love it be aggressive i love how he was, you know, it's been a uh, a, a critique of, of Veach and how he didn't go after the cornerbacks. Well, he just went after one. Um, so I'll be eager to see what they move, you know, for the slot. Are they going to move Sneed inside or the Unis Fenton? Uh, maybe Baker. I'm excited. I think they got a good outside corner. McDuffie's come from a really well-coached defensive staff at Washington. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. They got a good guy.
4: Keep
0: going. Let's get the takes off.
4: What do we think? I mean, uh, Washington is defensive back. You, uh, I thought McDuffie was the second best defensive back in the draft behind Sauce Gardner. Um, obviously, I wanted Jermaine Johnson here, but you don't always get what you want. Uh, it's it's not a bad, for the compensation we gave up, you know, I think it's a pretty good move, um, especially with AFC West kind of being a past central, a past centric division. Um, now, you know, you got to be able to, you got to have the biggest gun in my home, but you also got to be able to, you know, counter and stop the other guys. So,
0: so I, I know in the AP Dream Draft, we, we ended up taking Kyler Gordon. Now, for for those who are aware of both and, and kind of have takes on both, I mean, is McDuffie the better corner? Are we liking McDuffie over Kyler Gordon? Because it seemed like we all kind of came to a consensus that we did like Kyler Gordon as a pick. First thing I get to do, what do we think?
2: I definitely think he's better, and McDuffie definitely.
0: Amazing. Well good and right
2: now, I mean, the secondary, I'm still scared to death about edge, but your secondary looks really strong now. I mean, you've got three legitimate playmakers there in McDuffie, Snead, and Reed.
0: Bags, were you surprised to see them go corner here? I, I know it's kind of a position we've all kind of said they don't they don't like to invest in. They go corner here before edge, which is a super important position, receiver, which is a super important position. All those positions, what are you thinking about them going corner?
1: You know, the three, everybody agrees those are the three positions, right? It's edge, it's receiver, it's corner. Those are the three positions they had to get at some point early in this draft. I'm definitely surprised to see corner being the first of those three being addressed. I'm definitely surprised that they felt the need to trade up to get a corner. Um, obviously, it's a, a player that probably should have gone a little bit earlier. So, you know, we'll take it. Um, it, it is surprising to me um makes you wonder what they see about the rest of the board falling and and where they think they can get their edge because uh Jermaine Johnson's really the last of the edges that that I would have been super excited about uh trading up for anyway so maybe it is Ebikide at uh um at at 30 now that they still have that pick um you know and then maybe they're waiting for wide receiver everybody thought they were going up for wide receiver After that run that happened earlier on, though, you, you had to think that that was going to be off the table and that they were going to wait and get their guy later.
0: So let's refresh whoever's uh, whoever's watching with us. Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington, is the Kansas City Chiefs selection at number 21. The draft compensation, let's make sure we get this correct. So they gave up the number 94 and 135. Is that correct, Jared? I'm going to rely on Jared. And
2: 29. And
0: 20, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. To
0: move up. And did they get anything back or did they just get the first rounder?
2: Looks like they just got picked the Patriots pick at 21.
0: All right. Well, that's what, that's what it takes, man. Uh, get, that's what you have the extra tra- draft capital for, right? You, you, may, you have this extra stuff. You're not going to make 12 picks. we talked about it the entire week. we talked about it the entire process since they traded, for, since they traded away Tiger Kill. You're not going to use all these picks. you got to use them. Go get guys you want. This is obviously someone they wanted, someone they've been targeting. And Brett Veach has always kind of said, right? the cornerback position this and he hasn't picked it highly he's always kind of said oh it's, it's the value right the value has never been there well this this makes sense that this is a good value we talked about in this pre-draft pre-draft press conference that these first, they only, there's only a certain amount of first round picks in that 19 through 21 range if a first round graded talent falls in that range they would make a move to go up for him it's obvious that mcduffie was a first round talent for him and that's why they thought it was it was worth it to trade up and go get him i I think i think it shows you that the chiefs got their guy they got a guy they really really wanted and i think that's always kind of encouraging but i don't know man it is you know we just talked about it a little bit but passing up on edge rusher is is a little scary now we have karloftis Mafe, and arnold ibikati still on the board quay walker just went to the packers uh here at number 22. so edge rusher out of those three who are we who are we hoping the most i know johnson's probably all of our favorite but i mean are we are we are we really wanting to, to to stick there at edge rusher, are we thinking another position maybe? Because edge rusher, there is still amount, a good amount of them left. Maybe you wait until day two. I don't know, fellas. What are we thinking uh, when it comes to the Chiefs' next pick? Because it's coming up pretty quick. Would they trade up again?
4: Yeah, I'm yeah. saying go, jump again, man. If he's up a
1: couple more spots and get Johnson now, um, yeah. maybe they know something we don't. But uh, obviously, they know something we don't. But that would be uh, <laughs> that'd be really interesting.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. They got they got Buffalo to deal with twice now. It looks like um, what happened here. Oh, oh, wait. Buffalo is the number twenty three pick. Somehow, I must have missed that.
2: They traded with Baltimore. Mm-hmm.
0: When did that happen? Because yeah, that was, that was the trade. That was the pick Baltimore got for the Marquise Brown trade with Arizona. So wow. Okay, so we, we got so many trades we can't even keep up with it. Buffalo's got two picks. They're a team that always is willing to go edge rusher. They could also take corner, although. Now the Chiefs are kind of off that corner train. They could also take, you know, receiver to potentially. We talked about running back Brees Hall as a potential, but I don't think yeah, you well, have to hey. trade
4: up for Brees Hall though. If you're going Brees Hall, you don't have to trade up for him. Right. Nobody else is going to take him. Oh, it looks yeah. like the Bills gave up the 25th and the 130th to move up.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
4: okay. So they traded up from 25 mm-hmm. to get in
0: front of Dallas. Okay. Well, no, let's make it. Let's let's get back to the Chiefs' perspective here because we did oh. just see them take washington cornerback trent mcduffie for anyone who's just joining us i um, the third ranked cornerback consensus wise for a lot of for a lot of uh the draft community i have the consensus board right here he was the overall 18th player in the draft the chiefs got him at 21 um so that's you know right away that's good value there so cornerback position now we have three starting corners we got rashad fenton we have Lajarius Need, and we have trent mcduffie as the three corners you feel good about that? Is that a pretty good corner tree? Is that the best corner tree we've seen in Kansas City in a while? I don't know. What do you guys think about that?
1: It, it, it has that potential, but also thinking about draft strategy. We talked about some of these positions where they might need to double up, uh, where you might need to to go, you know, multiple picks. In some ways, taking the corner off the board this early means that they can wait if, if they need to double. They may not need to double up at all, or if they do, the the next corner or the next defensive back they can take much later in the draft i think if there's some positions where if they had um if they had taken an edge or a receiver you'd probably still need another one later so it's it's interesting to just see if we can just check off that that need off the off the list and and, and then you know based on the pre-draft visits they're looking at those small school late Mm -hmm. round corners uh so it very very easily could be sort of bookends here you you take your your main corner earlier then you take a swing on a guy in the seventh round Uh, To round out that room, so we might be able to ignore the cornerback position for at least a day or two.
0: I think that's a great point. I think you're right. Uh, I I definitely think that's correct. Um, because they traded up for him, so it's not like you're taking a guy on day two, like okay, we hope he can start, we hope he can give us good stats. No, you made this trade up. It's like trading up for a quarterback. You're not, it's like how why the 49ers were crazy last year to trade up for a quarterback and then never really play him and, and not really give him a chance. It's like if you're trading up for a dude. You know, that's, that's your asset. Give them the chance to play right away. And so, yeah, that those three cornerbacks are set. Those those three cornerbacks, I mean, those are the, the guys. I think they've all proven enough to earn that that right. So, yeah, I mean, any other takes on the cornerbacks or just – I mean, I don't I, know. I was going mean, to ask
1: the group, what do, you th- what do you think about McDuffie versus Elam? Uh, Elam was the guy yeah. most linked to the Chiefs most recently. He had the blazing 40 time. How do you compare the
4: two? Oh, man, I am – stoked that they went McDuffie over Elam. I feel like Elam was a guy who played his best football two years ago. Um, and I and that's one of the reasons why I wasn't super high on Stingley Jr. either. You know, I want a guy who's progressively getting better at the position and showing that he can be a lockdown guy. Um, and I mean, you know, McDuffie's still young. You know, I think well, he's only 21 years old right now. I, I mean, I think that I don't, I don't, I don't think they're in the same class, honestly, Staggs. I think, I think that I think that McDuffie's your guy who steps in day one and plays and I think Elam's a crapshoot.
2: I have a question about McDuffie though. I mean and I'm already kind of seeing it on Twitter and some reactions. How concerned are we about the arm length?
4: Twenty nine and three quarter is not long.
0: Yeah, but I, but I, that is that is the thing. I, I think you know we I, and I I am very guilty of this. I think we pigeonhole the Chiefs a lot into you know these these bigger corners. You know, when, at the same time, you know, the more the more you think about it, with Spags a bit, you know, with Spags' tendency to blitz a lot, with Spags' tendency on third downs to kind of get creative and and leave his corner sometimes just on an island in man coverage. We saw that a lot, you know, last year towards the end of the season, right? You know, maybe maybe he's they're sacrificing a little bit of that 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 size that arm length. Or just a, a guy that's just a better cover corner, right? Just a better overall, just in coverage, you know, more comfortable, more fluid. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe they're they're sacrificing a little bit of the prerequisite we talk about all the time, that physicality, that aggressiveness. You know, McDuffie, you know, I, I think he is more of just a, a coverage, more of a finesse player, I would say probably. Um, so I, I think they're I think it shows you that they're valuing pass coverage a little more than than what we kind of think of in corner cornerbacks. It like a guy like Martin Emerson, he was one of my favorite guys, but you know, I'm gonna be honest, one of his weaknesses is just straight up covering a dude man to man. And so, you know, that that is a pretty big weakness in the NFL to not, you know, not be that that great at. You know what I'm saying? And I think the Chiefs McDuffie's not a man to man corner. He's not a guy that, that you know, that Washington that's a zone defense, but I think he is just a more fluid athlete. You know, I think their short arms, I think they're sacrificing that for the more of the athleticism, more of the coverage ability maybe they're getting from him. So that, that's just what I think
1: a put him down as a trend buster in, in both, uh, in both regards. The fact that they took a corner in the first round and the fact that they took a corner without big long arms in the first round, he, he is a mid four, four guy though. So he's got, uh, he's got a little bit more speed than, than guys like Trevorius Ward that they've had in the past. Right. So, so if you're getting a better coverage guy with a little bit more speed and athleticism, um,
4: you know, maybe you can sacrifice the size a little bit. I mean, and we're talking about a guy, who is a power five conference guy and he averaged giving up 10 yards receiving the game last year. You know, they, they, they don't, they didn't go his way a lot. They only threw the ball his way th- 36 times last year, but only 16 of those were complete for 111 yards and 11 games. So um, people didn't have you know any success against him. He didn't give up a single touchdown over the last two years. How do you compare him against Gordon? Uh, his, his uh, running mate there. You know, I think-, I think I think Gordon's the more physical freak type of guy, right? He right. was he was on Feldman's Freaks the last two years in a row. He's taller, he's longer, um, but maybe McDuffie's the, the more natural ball player.
0: Yeah, and I think Gordon. I think Gordon. We could have profiled maybe a little more. And, and I think McDuffie probably has that versatility too, maybe to play to play in the slot a little bit. But I think we were kind of thinking Gordon could could uh, contribute in the slot a little bit, um, just because of that. You said the physical freakness. I think that kind of contributes to it a little bit. McDuffie does feel like more of just a pure outside corner. You stick him on the perimeter, um, and and that's what he's going to do. Which it does seem like that's what Spags traditionally has done. Sneed Sneed has kind of been a a unique. Player for him in terms of a guy that switches from slot to, to the outside. It seems like in Spags' traditional uh, defense that has been your perimeter corner, you stay outside. That's where you're playing, um, and so it seems like McDuffie's going to be kind of that way. But he does, you know, he he's just a an overall good athlete to where I I could see him still playing wherever they need him to. I think he's that he's that you know he's a high intelligent uh, football player too. I would think I, I think um, just in terms of. That Washington defense, you know, there's a lot. There's a, they they get a lot of guys out there. They get a lot of guys into the NFL from that defensive secondary. So he came up in the right place. Yeah, McDuffie, man, that's that's pretty crazy. We're getting on the board here too. We're we're getting closer, right? Twenty-four uh, with the Cowboys.
4: Mm-hmm. Have,
0: did I miss anything, fellas? Is there any pick that I know? the Perry uh, went next. That's my guy. So it's it's okay. As, it's okay. As we just discussed, yeah. There's now the corner run goes. Yeah, we might have set it off, uh, you know, maybe a little bit. Um, Because Andrew Booth Jr. is another guy that we could
2: see maybe go. Watch the 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 Cowboys for a cornerback here because one of their cornerbacks that drafted last year's career might be over.
3: Yeah,
4: (laughs) true.
0: Okay, let's get grades on this pick. Let's do it. That's what we're here for. Instant reaction. You know, we're just throwing out grades because that is what we do on ArrowheadPride.com. I'm going to give – going to give this pick a b i'm just going to give it a b um i like i like addressing a starting a starting position in the first round let's not you know there's no reason to take a swing on a long term project that's not going to start right away in the first round in this instance let's go take a starter they did that i like that improve the defense for sure with the other positions on the board with the other pro- prospects on the board and maybe they're playing this right maybe they're going to get their guy at 29 and, and i'm gonna feel better or 30 i should say i'm gonna feel better but I'll I'll say B. I like McDuffie, but you know I I would have let, rather have seen the edge rusher go off. Grades.
3: Yeah, I'll go B plus a little bit higher. I, I like the upside. I think he's going to have a really good career. I think this is going to be a really solid pick. I think we'll look back on this and be like, yeah, that, that was the right move. Um, I just think he's going to be productive for the defense for a long time. Now, granted, the trade, um, you know, some might say they gave up a little bit too much to to move up the, the eight spots, but. Um, I think it was worth it. That you go get your guy. When you see your guy there, you go get it. You know, obviously we thought maybe Jermaine Johnson was the guy, but um, hey, in Veach we trust. So if we're, if we're gonna claim <laughs> that, we gotta we gotta preach it. Maybe we gotta live it.
0: Who's next? Who's got a grade?
4: I mean, I I'm gonna go B plus as well. I think I like the player. It's a position of need. Obviously, there's 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 other guys. I like the depth at cornerback a little bit more than I like the depth. Other positions in this draft, so maybe I wouldn't have gone cornerback as the first position taken off the board. But if you're going to go cornerback, then there wasn't a better guy to take at that position, I don't think. And So it's a solid B plus for me. Fact.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a B. Um, I think that's. I'll tell you what, I'll go B plus, uh, not to be with the crowd, but I think, uh, I do think you got a solid starter from day one. Uh, you're knocking off a position to need again. You're busting some trends and, and going ahead and investing in cornerback for once. Uh, and this is one position where they can uh, where they can sort of look ahead and and uh, move forward with the rest of their draft. I'm going to wait and see how the rest of it plays out. Uh, maybe depending on how they they use their next couple of picks, um, you know, maybe that grade could go up a little bit if there's a master plan in place here that lands them a top edge at 30 and a wide receiver at 50. Uh, or some moves in between, then all of a sudden maybe this is an A. But for now, BB uh, plus I think is the right range.
0: Jared, you're last up. What do
2: you? Think? I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, there's been a lot of talk about just how you've got to go out and get a receiver because the price for them is just going up and up, and we're even seeing that tonight with how much money AJ Brown got. I don't think there's enough talk about what's happening with cornerback salaries. Look at what Denzel Ward just got. So I've, I think it's a good position to target, and I, I like that they went and got their guy, went and got a player who I didn't really think a lot about because I didn't think the Chiefs would really have a chance to get him. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a good job of identifying a need and getting one of their needs taken care of now to where they don't have to double dip tomorrow.
0: Yeah, no, hey, I'll be honest. I'll hand up. Uh, I watched Kyler Gordon uh, much more than I watched Trent McDuffie. Uh, You know, I I watched the Washington tape one time and kind of just put my focus more on Kyler Gordon. Just thinking, hey, you know, McDuffie, I just figured he might be out of the question or they may not be trading up for a cornerback, as we know in their history. So. I kind of knew this would happen, where you know they they obviously pick a guy that uh, you know I I wasn't expecting them to, but that's the beauty of the draft, right? We, we I don't think anyone really this is one of the last people we or last prospects we probably would have expected them to pick, and that's the fun of it, man. He's probably going to end up being a guy we all love and, and love to root for. So,
4: last well, right. oh, yeah, that's what
0: usually
1: happens on the in the draft, right? They they address the positions we expect, but not with the guy that we 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 thought they would. Um, I also just saw on Twitter, Cynthia Freeland tweeted out, um, McDuffie allowed 3.1 yards per target last year, which is the best in FBS with at least 30 targets. Um, so again, you're getting a guy who's who's a shutdown corner in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really think pe- people have really, I mean, some people rate him, you know, as one of, you know, a higher prospect than the two that went, you know, at the very top of the class, which, you know, I, that could be a stretch for sure. But he was up there for a reason. I, I looked at them as kind of a, a three, kind of a, a top. Well, well I, I should say the top two was a, a tier by itself. But Fellas, um, we have any more takes on, on this before we get out of here and kind of uh, regroup and, and try to get back out, out on the live we, stream for the next pick?
1: We might as well stay on. The Cowboys just took Tyler Smith, offensive lineman. Uh, so this thing been is moving it all day. What's that?
2: I've been hearing that all day on Dallas-Fort Worth Radio that that was the guy that that's, that's who they were going to end up with because they didn't think the board was going to fall their way, which it didn't.
1: There you go. Yep. Just a few more picks till the chiefs, uh, the chiefs are back again, right. but uh, uh, you know, final thoughts Ron. Yeah,
0: you no. I, 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 yeah, no, I, I think, Did, I think did we go into
2: John Dixon's tweet about the trade value.
0: Go for it, please.
2: So according to John Dixon, At Arrowhead Headphones, our esteemed deputy editor of the site, um, on any chart that you're looking at, the Chiefs actually gained. On the Jimmy Johnson chart, the Chiefs gained 16 points. And on the Rich Hill chart, they gained eight points. And on Fitzgerald Spielberger, they gained um, 11.05. We do need to consider that when we start seeing a lot of takes that they gave up three picks to get one pick. Good to know.
4: Yeah.
0: It's good to know. No, the, the draft compensation is going to be important. But it's not going to be the last time we see trades happen tonight. It's definitely not, or I shouldn't say tonight, but just in the draft in general, this draft weekend. It's, it could be been the been last time we we'll see tonight, to but back. yeah, we don't know yet. We 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 will see. So yeah, let's. We're gonna hop back on uh, the live the live stream. Make sure you circle back with us when the Chiefs pick next. Um, but yeah, for the lead analyst, for Ron Cobb Jr., for the rest of the crew here, appreciate you watching and stay tuned in. We will be uh, with the pick uh, here in a second. All right. We're back here with Arrowhead Pride. We are back breaking down the Chiefs draft. You joined us hopefully earlier when we, when we reacted to the Chiefs selecting Trent McDuffie with their first round pick, trading up to number 21. But they stayed put at number 30. And now they are here on the clock. We are awaiting their pick. I'm Ron Cobb Jr. Rocky McGanya here with me, Jared Sapp and Matt Stagner as well. Uh, don't have the whole squad with us. I don't know where the other guys went. They got to they gotta get back on here. Um, to get the instant reaction but uh appreciate you joining us saw McDuffie go off the board so we got starting cornerback off the board but they are going to have a little bit of a selection of edge rushers here aren't they guys uh any of them stick out to you that you really want to see them go after cuz there's a, there's a few of them are, uh here uh anyone go ahead
4: i mean obviously the the high upside guy is David Ojabo but you're looking at possibly redshirting him as rookie here and i don't know if the chiefs are in a position where they can they can stash them for a year, especially with the draft capital they gave up for McDuffie. So I mean, I think you're probably looking at Ebiketti or Mafe from you know Minnesota. I, I'm I think they like Mafe um, mm-hmm. just because of the reports that we've heard coming out. So I'm going to lean Mafe here, but I mean it could be anybody as far as these top edge rushers go.
0: Jared, what do you think? Uh, are you thinking edge rushers are another position you might be you're maybe kind of curious about? What are you feeling here at number 30?
2: I think we're going to find out how much they how George Pickens' visit actually went with them because if they like him, they've got to take him here with the run on receivers that we saw earlier because there will probably be a big run on the remaining receivers to start tomorrow night.
4: I mean, oh man,
0: did the comments just break it to us? Rocky, you see that one? You see the comment? No. Is that your guy? I I i would not no way. I, just saw, I just saw one comment. I just saw one. comment. I mean, if,
4: if they if they went if they went with my guy there, I would, I would uh, be really happy. But I don't. I, I, I mean, he's been sliding in, in mock drafts so much recently that I don't think it's a thing. Well, who oh, who's boy. your guy, Rocky? Oh, Cameron Thomas, uh, edge oh. rusher from uh, San Diego State. Um, I think he's a poor man's. Uh, kind of TJ Watt type of player. He plays with immense power, not the bendiest guy, but he can go inside outside as far as 3 tech and also play at the edge and an excellent run defender. Now, and um, now I
0: think Justin I think Justin Thompson in the in the comments might have just pulled their leg a little bit cuz now he just said for second round. So I don't know if he was just saying that's what he wanted in the second round. That scared me a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Um, that'd be that'd a reach. It'd be a reach. be a reach. That would be a reach. That would be a reach. Yeah. Well, yeah, it feels okay. like Thank somebody you.
1: You can get later for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, Stags. I didn't hear from you though on the on on what you're thinking with this, these edges right now. I, I know we there, you, there's you know kind of a little bit to like about every one of them. Maybe not maybe not one of them particularly. But uh, what are yeah, you thinking right
1: here? It's it's high upside either edge or receiver here. You know I think you're looking for That's you're looking true. for an impact player one of at one of those two positions, and you've got a couple options there. Uh, I'd be really tempted with George Pickens here. Um, I think Ibukiti would would be another uh, nice choice. Yeah, you're right. There's been a lot of talk around Boyan uh, which is again another player that has some upside. Uh, so, yeah, from that group, uh, watch it come out of left field. Watch it be Christian Watson uh, at, at this point. Again, yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a home run swing here. I wouldn't hate that one either.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's a the point. I- yeah, and that's a point I, I really like that you made uh, to me when we were kind of getting through. We we're doing our dream draft is that, yeah, you're right. What is the point of, of taking that or not taking a swing on a wide receiver one, just taking another kind of a, just a guy as a receiver? Like maybe what you could think of as a Jahan Dotson or a Sky Moore, maybe. No, go for the swing. Go for the George Pickens or the Christian Watson. We got enough complementary receivers, got enough wide receiver twos or threes. Let's try to get that wide receiver one in the first round. And if you can't find that wide receiver one or you don't like your options for a wide receiver one prospect, then you wait for the second round to maybe grab some complimentary receiver types. But, yeah, if yeah. it's going to be a receiver pick here, it has to be
4: a swing, right? It has to be. It has to be Pickens, I think. if I mean, if you're going to swing, swing big. Um, obviously, there's a character concerns in the injury with Pickens, but just pure talent-wise, he's the best wide receiver in this draft, in my opinion. Um, I like him better than I like Williams. I like him better than I like Wilson or London. He's a he's guy who moves differently on the field it um, looks like that Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson type of wide receiver.
1: So Matt and Derek just uh, uh, just wow. tweeted out the pick. Uh, does anybody want
0: bags? To... You have the floor. <laughs> so
4: with
1: the thirtieth pick of the NFL draft, as completely expected by all, uh, the Chiefs take George Carlottis Edge from Purdue. Um, my guy. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys weigh in, but <laughs> go, go ahead, Ron.
0: So. George Karloftis, yes. This is a guy that we all just, from the get-go, I think we all saw as a guy that, like, if they pick him, we can see it right away. We can see him start a defensive end. He's kind of we all, I think we all try to say he's a high floor guy. I think Staggs has challenged us on that, which I appreciate, um, because obviously, you know, we don't want to have any groupthink here. And and, I th- and I've appreciated Staggs' honesty about what he saw from Karloftis, because there is a reason to, you know, that this isn't a super exciting pick. It's not an exciting pick. He's he's not a guy that that showed the bend like an Abikadi in college or or the freak athleticism. He is a, he's a pretty good athlete, but not the freak athleticism of Boye Mate. He just seems to be a really solid player, and 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 I and I think that will help day one. Now he is a young player. He's a young football player, so he, he, there is some room to grow. But I think that's kind of where where maybe a lot of people have hesitations about him. That's why I want to get your guys' takes too is he is there room to grow or is he a low ceiling guy in a high in a high floor impact is is, is this cliche about him the stereotype about him true i know what stags kind of feels but rocky jared if you guys have any takes on carloftis just what do you feel about kind of a you know maybe not the most exciting pick but uh, maybe a, a really a solid pick maybe
4: i mean if you're gonna take a guy like Loftus, you might as well just wait till tomorrow and taking cameron thomas See? i mean they're the same yeah. style of player cameron thomas is two inches taller Cameron Thomas has a better vertical. He's more athletic. Um, Carl Loftus, for all the talk about his strength, is only six foot two. He's not an extremely large, as far as height wise goes, defensive end. I mean, he can set the edge. I'm sure he can. You know, he can do some run defense. But I think that we needed a guy who can consistently get home against against the quarterback, and we don't have that guy still. Like that's still an open need for yeah. the Chiefs right now as a guy who can rush the quarterback. We were we we were near the bottom in in sacks last year in the league. We were near the bottom in quarterback pressures last year. We we did not have a reliable pass rush until Melvin Mel Ingram came along, and that was halfway through the season. I mean, we had Chris Jones on an experiment at edge for half of the year. You know, it's it was our edge play last year was horrible. And we needed a big swing here and we got, and we got a safe, we got a safe play. Yeah, they exactly. definitely
1: safe. Um, Go ahead. So, so yeah, I, I did the film review on him and, and again, I'm, I've been putting myself out there as, as pretty negative on this player. Uh, and, and again, not because he was a bad college player, because I think he was a good college player. Uh, right. I'm just concerned about what I saw on film uh, and how it might translate to the NFL. He's not a bendy guy. He's not a speed rusher. He's not going to get the edge. Uh, he'll set. The, he'll set a hard edge. He can bull rush a little bit. He had a lot of pressures and he had a lot of sacks that came late in the in the rep, late in the play. So um, he's a hustle player, a try hard guy, very high character. Um, you know, definitely young in his football career. So if there's upside there it is in sort of the the skill aspects of, of his game i just don't see him ever being a pass rusher that's an impact uh, i want to go so far as to say he's your alex okafor replacement at this point um and and you know that is <laughs> i know that's a little harsh for the chief's first round pick but uh he's going to be a lot like i think he's going to be a lot like what frank clark has been over the last year or two years uh generally reliable generally doing his job but you're just not going to notice him that much in a positive way you might not notice him in a negative way either but i don't see him as an eight or ten sack guy i don't see him as a double definitely don't see him as a double digit sack guy Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been saying on twitter i I think he's a four to six sack a year guy um and so you just got to set your expectations to say this is somebody that's going to be there day in day out going to take a lot of snaps um He's going to get some pressure on the quarterback through bull rushes, um, and he's going to get some sacks late late in the play where he's cleaning up after somebody else. So, you know, um, that's what you're getting. And, and, and again, you know what you're getting. It's a safe, reliable pick. They took uh, McDuffie, who's seen as a pretty safe player as well. So uh, they definitely uh, have gone against my draft strategy where I said we should be swinging for the fences. Uh, they've definitely hit a couple of singles, uh, maybe doubles here in, in the first round.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. I think I think McDuffie. I think we do have to give them credit for McDuffie. I mean, he's 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 a cornerback that we all kind of thought would go top fifteen-ish. Um, so I think that's a little bit of a you know they got him at a good value. I'd say. Karlof, this on the other hand, you know I guess since they didn't trade up for him, they didn't move up for him. You could argue that it is good value because I do think I I, I want to give him a little more credit. I mean, he's going to come in and start at defensive end opposite opposite Frank Clark right away. I, I don't think Mike Dana is going to going to be the starting defensive end at least you know maybe in situations you know maybe maybe they trust Dana in certain situations I guess but I I think Karloftis sees the second most snaps with the with the way the the roster is constructed right now at least you know we could see maybe another move for edge rush that's another another thing we could talk about here maybe do they think does this motivate them at all to go get Robert Quinn more now that they didn't get any edge rush juice out of their first round pick do you guys have any reaction to that
2: Uh, I almost wonder if it I almost wonder if they're going to just re-sign Melvin Ingram now and call the position good. Ooh. I don't know that. I don't call want it
0: good. You don't think another draft pick at least besides that?
2: I, I could if they take another edge rusher. It, it needs to be more of a designated pass rusher type. I mean, I'm not mad about the Carl Loftus pick. I, I think he's going to give you competent starters reps as a rookie at an important position. I mean. That's not terrible value for the 30th pick. I think I think some Chiefs fans kind of have become a little disillusioned over how great of a player, how exciting of a player you usually get this late in the first. But they're going to have to compliment him. I like the McDuffie pick because I think you can pencil him in as your cornerback. And if that's the last move you make, you're good. I don't hate this pick, but you definitely have to do something more with it. At least by... The end, at least by the end of our picks tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Ron. To your point, though, Robert Quinn might be might be a nice compliment uh, to what he brings. because he's somebody that okay. can be your designated pass rusher, um, and and you don't have that in in Mike Dana or the other guys on the roster, and, and you certainly don't have it now with uh, with Carl Loftus. So, um, yeah, I would love to see them take a rush Sam or a designated pass rush specialist you know, in round two or three at this point still. Uh but uh at minimum, yeah, if you get a, a day three trade for Quinn, you know, then then your room's shaping up, you know, in a pretty solid way. I was I've been joking that Brett Veach earlier in this offseason said we have a lot to work a lot of work to do on the defensive line. He didn't say they wanted to improve it. They just said they had work to do. And that work <laughs> could have been re signing Frank Clark, re signing Derek Naughty uh bring in Carlottis and then maybe bringing Ingram back and, and calling it a day. So you know they they've they've done some work on the defensive line. Is it better? I I don't know.
4: So when you when you talk about Robert Quinn though you got to start talking about the draft capital. You're gonna have to give up to get him. Um and I mean he's a guy who's on the wrong side of thirty and if you're gonna give up pick sixty two to go get him, then you gotta be asking yourself, is there is there a better use of that draft capital with players that are still on the board with it coming down to this point where, you know, Ebicetti, Ajabo, we talk about Cam Thomas, probably not gonna go with the same type of player back to back, but Boy Mafe all still being on the board as you start to trickle down towards fifty. Um, you know, do you think maybe maybe that's a better use of your draft capital than going for a guy who's who's already, you know, what, 32 years old and going to cost you, what, $16 million, yeah. I think, something like that. Yeah, so. no, he does cost quite a bit. That is the
0: thing there. And that's why you'd like it to be a, a you know, a third or fourth round pick if you can. But, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, I saw that was the asking price reported was a third, probably a late third. Uh, and if that's the asking price, maybe you get him for a fourth. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think that's a good investment at that point. And I don't think the contract was actually that bad. I I don't remember seeing all the details, but uh, it was definitely manageable. I think it was somewhere in the 13 range.
2: You can go year to year with his contract. I do wonder since he's coming off of an 18 sack season, he might see how Chandler Jones and how Von Miller did, you know, his pass rushers in their thirties and he might want a new deal as a part of a trade. That's, that's a risk you're taking when you, when you're looking at a guy like that.
0: Yeah. So, well, that's the thing. Okay. So we're talking edge rush. We're talking what they could kind of do here now, but they did make the pick. They did pick George Carl office. We need some grades from you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll start with someone not named Matt Stagner. Um, so we can, so we can maybe get on a more positive note. Uh, who, who has the most positive grade? Come on. Who, who can give me a positive grade here? I, I have, a, I'll start. I'll start. I think at number 30, I think not trading up for this player. I think the thing that's really bothering me is the other options available. Um, you know, I would, I would actually, ah, mm, I think I would take him off over, uh, over Karl Loftus. Um, I rank Karl Loftus higher because I do think he's probably, a, you know, probably more of a sure thing a little bit um, in terms of just being a competent quality player. But man, I, I think I'd rather take the swing um, in the first round. So, that is where I'll probably drive this down a little bit. I'll give it, I'll, I'll say B minus because you did get someone that's going to give you starting reps right away. Someone that's going to f- eat snaps at a position that's super important. As we've talked about, it's just not the most exciting. Again, man, imagine if they would have got A, a- B- Katie, I would have been, you know, I would have been bouncing off walls. So I'll say B minus because I do want to give, you know, I do want to give them credit that they've added two defensive starters at positions that they needed starters before we started today. They got that done. I'll give him a B minus. Someone else, uh, let's let's see what how high we can get on the grades. Who's got? Does someone have anything higher than a B minus?
3: Yeah, I gave it a B. There we go. Okay. Um. Yeah. What you said. I mean, you're getting you're getting someone who's NFL ready. Who's going to step into the field and he's going to be probably your one of your starters. Um. There's good value in that. And yeah, you didn't trade up. You didn't give anything up for him. Uh, you let him come to you. Uh, and I think that was the right play with Karloftis. That he wasn't a guy that I w- if they would have traded up, I would have been a little bit more upset. Um, so I, I'm i okay with it. I, I think they got two guys that are going to instantly improve the defense, two guys that are going to be around for a while. Um, and, and I mentioned earlier that Karloftis didn't necessarily check off the pass rush need. Uh, he, he does provide stability there. But, again, you still need to get better as a pass rushing team. And maybe you find that later on in the draft. Maybe maybe you get a steal in Sam Williams. Maybe you know. Maybe you land somebody else later. But um, yeah, I give it a B. I'm going mean, to go B minus. Oh, okay. I'm Oh Sorry, Rocky.
4: Go
2: ahead. You got it. I'm going to go B minus. And again, I don't hate the player, and I I hate for Karloftis that he's going to get a lot of. Breeland Speaks comparisons, because I, I don't think that's right at all. I think he's going to have a much better career than Breeland Speaks. Um, I'm going to give it a B- just because I would have liked to have seen the Chiefs be a little more creative. I do like Karloftis better than Boye Mafe. If, if it's between the okay. two, I'd probably take the sure thing in Karloftis. I would have liked to have seen the Chiefs be a little more creative and maybe go with Ebiketti and pair him with a Josh Pascal or a Cam Thomas. Tomorrow, who I don't think there's a big gap between Carl and them.
1: So, hey, I I, I, like I, player,
2: I would have liked to see the Chiefs be a little more creative. I do think there's value in getting starters reps at pick thirty. So I'm going to give it a B minus.
0: Okay, so as someone that uh, you know backed Derek Stingley quite a bit, you know we we talk about guys that had crazy freshman years, right? And and maybe have have you know, dropped off since. Karloftis is in that same range. I'm actually looking up the stats right now. you guys know as a true freshman, Carloftus had seventeen tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks in the big two? Yeah.
1: So that that was a stark difference when I was watching games of his twenty nineteen film versus twenty twenty one film was dramatically different. So he missed most of twenty twenty. Twenty nineteen he was lean, uh he looked faster. Uh, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing as much. Um, mm-hmm. but he was playing with some reckless abandon in 2021. He looked like a very controlled player, uh, definitely strong, definitely knew what he was doing, but, but didn't have the same sort of flying around the field. Uh, you know, the reckless abandon that I saw still played with a lot of effort, but it was more of a strength game. So that, that was one of my concerns too, is that it looked to me like he bulked up a lot from 2019 to 2021 and he lost, uh, some agility. In that, and I can't, I can't verify that. I don't have uh, you know <laughs> that information in front of me, but that's what it looked like when I watched him.
0: Did you give him a grade?
1: I haven't yet. Um, so uh, to quote Jared, uh, I, I don't hate the player, uh, I hate the game. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I don't hate the player, I hate his game. Uh, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it moves the needle for the Chiefs at all. I think he's somebody that's, that like I said, is going to. He'll play. Uh, he's he's your starter. You're right. There's there's nobody else that's going to start above him. Uh, but you're not going to notice him that much on game day, I don't think. Uh, I would love to be proven wrong. I think I've said that before. He seems like a very high character person. Uh, had a really interesting life. Started playing football later in life. You know, moved to the United States uh, as a teenager after the the death of his father. Uh, a really interesting guy. Uh, does everything the right way. So i'll give him a will give him a c um and and again the the value there is getting a starter in the first round you know you got a starter you know you got two starters now in the first round um but again i just it was exactly what i expected to happen but what i was hoping would not
0: so. <laughs> yeah i know i know stags i know well hey I, I'll, I'll tell you this much maybe we'll end on a positive note here as we get out of here george carl office in 2021 he earned a pressure on 16% of his pass rush snaps. That is a pretty damn good number, I will say. That is, that is a pretty high number. I know pressures don't aren't always end-all be-all. As a Chiefs fan, I think we know that. Um, you know, you got to finish him too. So, and he obviously did not finish him as much as last year maybe as he did as a true freshman, but we'll be optimistic. We 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 think Karloftis has a chance to, you know, give us really high quality play right away in terms of just being a starter. Um, we will see how that goes from there, right? We will see if that t- progresses into something more or if he is gonna be this, this low ceiling player. So we will see, that is what the beauty of the draft is, you know, seeing what they do, evaluating these picks before we ever see them put on a Chiefs uniform or a hat. But that's what we do at AirheadPride.com. Make sure you stay tuned into the site. We're gonna keep live blogging the draft. We're gonna keep getting, you'll hear, you'll see my uh, uh, profile on, on George Carloff just real quick, obviously come out. Staggs was the one who wrote him up for the site, a very in-depth analysis. Make sure you go check that out. We'll, we'll make sure we tweet it out and, and, and see uh, and, and make sure you guys see that. But guys, it's was fun. it been fun. We will probably catch you guys all tomorrow as we break down the Chiefs round two, round three picks. For uh, for Rocky, for Matt, for Jared, for Talon, my name's Ron Kopp. And keep following the site, keep following Twitter, keep following all our draft coverage. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time we go live.